Welcome to the Weekly Boost. My name is Ricardo Bueno, and I'm a 10-year veteran of the real estate industry. And this podcast is dedicated to taking an honest look at the reality of marketing and growing your real estate business. My guess is you want to close more deals, whether it's working with buyers or sellers. But it's not as easy as some people, like bullshit marketers, would have you believe. I spend my day consulting with some of the best agents in the industry, which basically means I have a front row seat to the behind the scenes of world-class marketing campaigns and listing strategies, and I'm here to unveil some of those strategies and tactics with you. Listen in as I share what's good in real estate and the world of marketing. Let's go. Hey everyone, Ricardo here, and I'm excited about the guest I have today, Andrew Pollack, author of the Mortgage Marketing Manifesto. Look at that. Look at that. <laughs> cool, man. I, uh, now, we, you and I have a mutual friend, and you know, I've been in the industry for about um, 12 years now. It's kind of crazy to say. I got started before the subprime market collapse. Um, I was a loan officer. And I was young. I was an undergrad in college. It was tough for me to get in front of agents. Uh, because the objections I would get were, go get some experience, then come talk to me, or um, no thanks, we already have an in-house lender. So what I did is, um, I think that a, in a struggling economy, um, the important thing to do is to double down on content. That's what I did in 2008. I wrote two pieces of consumer direct content that were talking about what's going to happen on the economic calendar that's going to impact mortgage rates, should you lock or float your rate. I did that for a solid couple years. And it got me awesome placement on Google. Um, I connected with and built a lot of realtor relationships. And I, I haven't read through your book, but I felt like I lived a lot of the principles and things that you're teaching in this thing. And I know Scott, um, Scott Chang, who's with Bywise Mortgage, um, he did the same thing around 2008. He doubled down on content. Now he has this uh, uh, consumer direct website. He's written you know, two, four pieces of consumer direct content. He's got this asset that regularly um, brings traffic and builds trust rapport with all of that audience. Um, but, but anyway, the reason I'm excited to talk to you is one of the things I tell my agents is marketing always works. It's just a matter of when and if you have the right systems in place. I look at the work that you're doing to connect realtors and agents together um, and to bring technology and advertising solutions to, to that demographic or to the market um, you guys arm agents with those systems, but can you tell us a little bit about, um, introduce yourself first and foremost, um, and then just let's jump into some of this stuff. How do we start to, if you're a seasoned agent, how do you start to sort of adapt to the changing market environment so that A, you don't get left behind? And if you're new and getting started in all of this, how do you sort of shield yourself and build the right systems in light of everything that's going on? Yeah, man. I appreciate, uh, appreciate the introduction. Thanks for having me on. So name is Andrew Pollack, as you uh, shared, uh, co-founder, CEO at leadpops.com. Also wrote the book you shared, The Mortgage Marketing Manifesto. So uh, I'm, I'm 16 years into doing this, uh, in this industry, specifically mortgage marketing, real estate marketing. Uh, I started early in sales, basically selling websites to real estate agents back in 2004. Um, and uh, I quickly learned that uh, you know, having a website, you know, even getting traffic didn't mean a whole lot if you weren't able to convert, convert. and you weren't, you weren't converting those clicks into leads. Like you're not selling houses to clicks, right? So uh, I just kind of 
had a knack for for messing with sites and experimenting with like oh what if we mess you know mess with this color change this button put this headline over here tweak the text change the image all these little things you could do i didn't know at the time it was it's called conversion rate optimization there's like a, a <laughs> phrase for it that's like an entire industry it's what i do these days but i didn't know at the time that's what i was doing and some of the stuff i was i was tweaking on my clients websites were were uh, some of that stuff was having a pretty big impact in terms of conversion rates you know people that were kind of dropping out were, were all of a sudden filling out forms and interacting and giving up their information and that was yeah. kind of the name of the game was okay so if we can if we have a little bit more control over this than we might think a lot of people are just kind of throwing stuff at the wall and hoping See something sticks, sticks. Without like, hey, before you go and spend an extra $5,000 a month in marketing, why don't we first make sure that what you're currently doing is optimized for lead conversion? Because you could, you could, sure, you could double what you're spending on your, your ads to get twice the amount of leads, or you could spend the same amount of money and you could double your lead conversion rate. Right. So right. there's, there's a quote by Neil, Neil Patel, who I'm, I'm a fan of. He's, he's a, he's a savvy digital marketer for those that don't know, but you know, that's one of the things he shares and talks about. And that's again, one of those things instinctively that kind of made sense to me at an early age before I even knew that this was a whole thing. And then now that's what my company does. We do lead conversion as a service. Uh, we create software that is, is based on, on making sure that if people find you online, they're interacting and they're giving you some information about who they are and what they're looking for. And then it's, it's a plug and play solution that works with websites, blogs, email marketing, videos, Facebook, Google ads, all that good stuff. So the idea is, hey, you can't do business with clicks. Let's do everything that we can to convert clicks into leads. There's a psychology to it. There's a lot that people I don't think even think about. They're always so bent on Google I need ads. leads. Yeah, <laughs> I need leads, yeah. I need leads. You know, let me get traffic. Let me get uh, spend money on marketing and this and that. But they don't really stop to think about. Well, before I go out and do all that, let's make sure that like the foundation is is built to to help you maximize it. Like before right. I spend a whole bunch of money, let's make sure your your lead conversion uh, optimization is there because there's like everybody knows about SEO, search engine optimization. Right. Well, let's let's look at conversion rate optimization because without that all the search engine traffic and Google clicks and retargeting and this doesn't, and that doesn't do you a whole lot of good. Yep. Yeah. So now you, you guys, um, like I said, at the aim conference, you guys did a, what was it? A marketing makeover. And I remember, uh, yeah. the case study with Lund mortgage. Yeah. Well, how did, how did it go with something like, uh, 20 leads to 140 just by making some tweaks and changes to the website? What do you know? We changed a couple buttons, put a couple headlines <laughs> here and there, just moved some things around, and all of a sudden, same traffic, same amount of ad uh, ad spend. It's just literally a hundred and fifty percent increase is what she had specifically. So she went wow. from about five. She said somewhere between like three and five leads a day to anywhere yeah. from ten to twenty leads a day. That's why. <laughs> just same domain, same traffic. Thirty days later, just tweaking some things that needed to be fixed. And it's a lot of times for us, it's like, it's, it's what we do. So we, we see a site and we're like, immediately give me 10 seconds and we can tell you, change that wrong color, move this over here. Why does that say that? Stop asking for that information. So, so soon you're scaring people <laughs> off. We have fun with it. We don't try to make people feel bad because it's, it's a partnership approach, but that's yeah, of how course. We, it's so, so common sense to us. It's like, okay, just do that, do that wave a wand and there you go, you know? Yep. So one of the things I always tell uh, agents is that your, your marketing, if you're going to do advertising and it needs to be a sort of one, two punch, 
getting leads is, you might argue, is the easy part. If you don't have an effective contact and conversion process in place, then you're kind of burning cash, don't you think? So yeah. what is what is your guys' uh, contact and conversion process look like? And then how would you change it um, given the way we're interacting with clients now? We, want, we got a pandemic going on. We're on lockdown. We don't want to be insensitive or opportunistic in our marketing, but we still got to continue to build and grow our businesses, right? Yeah. Well, as far as the... Um the approach to converting the leads into sales, right? So that's, there's all, there's all these layers to it. It's like the first thing is, oh, let me get some leads. You get leads and then you're excited and you're like, oh, well, I need to, I want to close, close these leads. All of a sudden getting leads isn't as exciting anymore when they're not closing. So there's like, there's things you got to do to make sure you're optimizing every step of the way. So you can get more leads, uh, but there's also a, hey, how good are these leads? Like quality mm -hmm. is an issue. Like our clients, for the most part, they would rather get less leads, but good ones than a whole bunch of crap leads, right? Mm -hmm. So can we focus on quality, maybe getting less people to, to give us information in some scenarios? That's better than just more, more people coming through and, and, and higher intent. Yeah. And, and having to waste time, like, you know, a lot of these agent sites that I see where they use like that forced MLS registration. Yeah. Like you're forcing people to give you their information. A lot of them are tricking people into giving up their mobile number. It's like, use your, your cell phone number as, your, your, as your password. <laughs> no one's going to call you two minutes later. Hey there, <laughs> you're texting them. They're like, who the hell? <laughs> so that you're just getting the relationship off, I think on the wrong foot, right? Like back in the day, they used to have a lot of those, those listing signs that would be like, call this 1-800 number for a recorded message. <laughs> and right. people will call and it's like, we got your phone number and now we're going to call you. It's like, Gotcha. Like that whole approach is not to me a, the right way to do it. Right. And I would, sounds like you're laughing cause you probably agree. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you sure you got them, but like, then what let's, let's do it the right way. So, right. um, you know, uh, get, voluntarily getting people to voluntarily give you their information, doing it in a way that, that you don't trick them that immediately has an impact on your conversion rates of, of contact, of them not getting getting pissed off when you finally do call or follow up with a text message or ghosting you, you know, starting that relationship off the right way is critical. Uh, I think leveraging good tech, good good CRM systems, uh, text message marketing as as uh, what I'm seeing out there, the first first effort to follow up even before a phone call being a text message is getting received very well. Yep. Um, so using that as part of your, your strategy and then, you know, leveraging tools and, and services that are out there that can do that stuff for you. Cause very rarely do I meet a, a loan officer or a real estate agent. That's just like a wizard on the phones that just knows what to say, <laughs> how to say it can hear an objection kind of in the background and understand, Oh, I got to pivot and kind of move over here with my conversation or my right. next question. They're just like, Oh, disqualified. He wasn't serious. And it's like, dude, <laughs> no, he, he was. That's like an $8,000 commission you just blew off because you right. didn't hear what he was really saying. So it, it's not it, no, it's just yes, but I have these concerns and can you address these concerns? Yeah. So, so very few folks are like phone call center trained, really good at that whole dance. They're good at referrals, like those types of leads, but internet leads like, hey, this guy just found me on Facebook. You got to work a little harder. It's a little bit of a different game than a referral from a past client. That's just kind of a layup. This is a three point yeah. shot. You got to, you got to work a little harder and practice a bit more. So 
I'm a big fan of tools like Verse.io. Used to yep. be called Agentology for people that might have, have heard that name before. But we, we use them, and they have a they have a great follow up process, great cadence, um, and we've seen a, a a huge increase in conversion. If when when you leave, if you don't try to outsource or vary your contact attempts, and you just kind of go with the flow, uh, I I would say that we're pretty bad about following up, and you're not going to do nearly the eight to nine or 12 contact attempts that are needed. Um, you'll do two. And then, you'll <laughs> say the, then you'll say the lead sucked. You called them an hour late and you left a really weird, awkward 45 second voicemail. <laughs> I, I've heard them before. We're here to partner with our clients. So they've shared this kind of stuff with us. They're like, Hey yeah. man, this is my pre-recorded voicemail. I'm sending out to everybody that, that uh, fills out my lead form. And we listen and we're like, stop. Try it again. <laughs> Like that stuff matters. So if, if, you know, you're not really good at it, you don't really have it dialed in. You're just trying yeah. to tr trying to check boxes. So you could say, Oh, I've got my voice message pre-recorded. I do do the text message, but you, you don't really even know, Hey, what should that text message say? That first one that you send right. out is critical. Like that you get that right. If you don't do that correctly, you're, you're already starting that first effort out the wrong way. So that's why I like verse, you know, you got a, a system there that's, or a service there that's, that's doing it for you 24 seven. It's real people staffed in, in San Diego, California. So it's not outsourced, um, you know, to a, a third world country or somewhere else that, you know, can't, can't speak the language or talk the right. talk. And they use uh, machine learning and, and tools that, that tell them, Hey, text number three based on this should be this specifically. Right. And that's kind of what fuels, you know, the, the follow-up. So I think your time is worth a lot of money as a mortgage or real estate agent. You got to pick and choose like, what are my highest value tasks, right? Yeah. That's a pretty well-known thing. Like if your hourly rate is a hundred bucks an hour, or you make X amount of money per year and you just do the math backwards as to what your hourly rate is, it shouldn't be spent. I don't think chasing around internet, no, but someone no. should be doing that at a, at a, uh, at a very high level for you. That's really good at it. So you should be doing thousand dollar an hour work, not $5 an hour work. hundred percent. Yeah. A friend of mine had a really good, um, exercise. So you write down on a sheet of paper, um, a list of all of the little tedious tasks that you have to do on any given day. And you put an asterisk next to the ones, uh, that don't require your voice. So you being on the phone, and that don't require your unique skill set. And you use that to create a job description and outsource all of the repetitive and sort of tedious yeah. things. I love it, man. 100%. <laughs> if you think about the uh, productivity increase you'd get, uh, if that's, you know, as a whole, what, what the industry started to, to look at is like, hey, what is your time best spent? It's our most precious thing we have is time. And if it's spent doing these things that you could delegate. Right. You know, even if everyone gets caught up in the, yeah, but they're not going to do it as good as me. Well, still, it's, <laughs> some of these things don't have to be done that well. Like 80% and you not doing it is better than 100% and you, you spending the time doing it. That's you know? right. If you can allow yourself or give yourself permission to just let that go, <laughs> it doesn't have to be perfect. And, and, and yeah, you can outsource that. Like you said, um, would be a lot better off. So what do we do? Um, I'm a new agent or, or for the, there's a lot of uh, listeners here who are new agents. What do we do going into um, the market? What do we do to start to kind of shield ourselves in the market? Uh, do we start with the website? Do we start with our CRM? Do we start with our process? Um, 
What would you I'm, do if you were a new agent coming into this market? I'm a big, I'm a big believer. And I, I started the book out with the first chapter of the mortgage marketing manifesto, same for real estate, same for insurance. I mean, same for anybody that's in the sales sales role where you are, you know, you're in charge of your own um, paycheck and, and lead generation is it's up to you. I think you got to have your own website. I think that people are going to be Googling you. You're going to be creating content and videos and all these other things you got to be doing. But then if you don't have a website, that all that activity and like name recognition you start to build up people is good don't for just what? like they don't just call you like oh this guy's great i mean i've seen his videos i'm ready to go and i'm just going to call him and reach out when i'm ready that's kind of like a hope and pray style like approach yeah it's like, okay people are going to be looking you up they're going to see you they're going to start to talk about you you're going to start creating a buzz so when they go and they start googling your name and the word real estate agent or mm -hmm. your name realtor or your name compass realty or whatever it is mm -hmm. And if you don't own any of the stuff that comes up on the first, on the first page, it's all like LinkedIn and Zillow and some, you know, your broker's website that's got your page among 25 other agents in your <laughs> office. All you start doing is you, you're, you're building traffic for somebody else and you're building right. opportunities for someone else. So I think having your own website's critical. Invest in that as quickly as you can. You don't have to have one of these $2,500 a month boomtown or or commissions Inc websites to start out, you know, there's some pretty good systems out there. I'm not going to try to throw lead pops out there as one of them, but we do have some pretty good options for you. Uh, but there's other ones that are not as expensive. Um, but you know, also making sure that the stuff you do, you're thinking about, okay, if a, if a consumer hit this page, if they're reading my blog post talking about buying a home in these uncertain times or like what you might want to think about if you're, you're hoping to buy this year, what can you do in terms of making sure that as people are reading that article, you're making it really easy for them to engage and, and convert into a lead? You know, I, I think if you look at how Realtor.com is doing some things, Zillow, some of these big companies, they've really figured out that there's like a, an approach to asking for information mm -hmm. that doesn't scare people off. It's kind of a survey style approach. They ask easy questions and kind of get you invested in spending time answering those questions mm -hmm. before they just say, give me your name, email, phone number. Yep. Because they know that that approach of give me your name, email, phone number scares people off. So they, they ask it in a different kind of way. But they'll eventually, of course, get to that name, email, phone number part of it. So if you can recreate some of those same systems, uh, whether it's us helping you out with it at Lead Pops or you create something yourself using like SurveyMonkey or something like that, think of some good questions you might be able to ask that are relevant to that topic. So you're not starting out your lead form with just give me your contact info. Like, Hey, is this your right. first time buying a home? Yes or no. Awesome. How much do you think you'd be able to put down? Ask maybe a, about a dozen or so really easy questions. So people get invested in the process before you just say, Hey, give me your name, email, phone number. So people kind of feel like they're getting somewhere. And what you do is you strategically kind of embed those forms and those links to that, to that survey throughout your content. If it's a video, same idea. Hey, if you're interested, if you're wanting to buy a home, click the link below, find out exactly how much home you can afford. And you're always kind of pointing people and directing people with a good call to action to fill something out or to interact in some sort of way. You know, if it's a like or a comment or, or whatever it is in social media, that works well. Uh, you know, live chat, if you can afford it, there's some pretty good ones out there. I like, I like Drift and Intercom. Uh, if you're staffed to do it, or if you have time to put together the, the kind of the robot conversation, those are good. Mm -hmm. uh, but just Drift, find, Drift find multiple a lot of ways for people to, to give you some information and make it really easy for them. Yeah. Yeah. Drift has a lot of good stuff. Yeah. Um, yeah, no, I think it's trust, but verify. And I think now more than ever, um, people are Googling us. They want to see, um, 
they want to see who you are, what you do, how effective, like they want to see your brand, right? Um, I think you should have, you should have a, a good website. And I think right now more than ever, if I was an agent, I would, I would be focusing on creating content to demonstrate um, how we're taking all of this seriously and what we're doing to, to create a digital experience, right? So how can I ensure that we're going to add a seamless process or make this transaction while respecting social distancing rules? Like we're going to make this a, a seamless process. And, you know, how are you demonstrating that expertise and how do you, how do you make it and go digital? Yeah, uh, uh, absolutely. I'm a big fan of the Matterport 3D virtual tours. If yep. you can do that in a way that isn't, you know, breaking the rules right now but even even after this is all kind of calmed down and things are getting back to normal you know some of that kind of tech i think is just definitely going to continue to to uh get more and more popular and just being able to offer those kinds of tours to your clients mm -hmm. being able to, if you're a loan officer teaming up with a real estate agent to split the cost of the virtual tour with them you know those things are not that expensive but they definitely are a pretty big differentiator it's cool yeah, to, be able yeah. to show that you're doing that in a listing presentation mm -hmm. you know people that are scrolling through their facebook feed some of those virtual tours are like a they're a they're a scroll stopper you know mm -hmm. if i'm all of a sudden i'm seeing almost like a one of those first person shooter style video games, but walking through a house type thing, you know, people, they're like, they think it's pretty cool. You know, yeah. so, uh, same thing with your listing sign. If you have that, that listing sign, it says, Hey, 3d open house 24 seven with a nice domain name on it, all the neighbors, people driving by, that's going to bring them all in. And, and if you put that, if you embed that asset on your own website, now you're driving traffic to your website. Now you can retarget people that click and follow them around the internet with banners, all, all kinds of cool stuff you can do. So I, I like, kind of like what the, the creativeness, I think this is, is forcing on people right now. Yep. I mean, right. there's a silver lining to everything. Maybe you can do a, a open house caravan with a realtor where you do a 3D walkthrough of maybe three open houses in that local area together on a Zoom meeting and you do like a, a commentary about it. Just different things just to, yeah, yeah. you know, be creative right now instead of holding yourself up in a dark room and <laughs> waiting wondering, for it all to end. Wondering when this is going to be all over. Uh, okay. So let's pivot really quick and talk about um, ads. So I've always said you should always have multiple fishing lines out in the water. What are you doing to, um, what are you doing to consistently build a pipeline of future business? So I, I know um, we run ads for, for a lot of our agent partners and um, with platforms like Zillow and, and um, Redfin, all of them halting their iBuying platforms. I don't see them running any ads. Um, Zillow used to spend about what, 50,000 uh, a month on average to, to run Facebook ads. Do you see an opportunity in, in terms of ad costs being down? Um, and an opportunity for agents to invest in, in growing and, and building that pipeline so that they can come out prepared for, for at least a good Q3, Q4? So that's, that's a great question. Um, I think, I mean, it's, it's not my theory at this point. I'm pretty sure. I mean, I don't have the data, but hmm. screen time is up right now for sure. People are on their phone, they're on their computer, they're on their tablet, they're, mm -hmm. they're doing so more, so more than they were, you know, 30 days ago. And they're going to continue to be doing that. They were already doing a lot. <laughs> 30 they were days. already doing it too much. Now, now it's, <laughs> now we've upped the ante. Now they're at home, you know, in front of their computer, 
I, I definitely like the idea of right now, like you said, with you guys doubling down and like, don't, don't go and, and unless, you know, you're in a situation where financially maybe a spouse lost their income and you just can't afford to do it. If you're okay and business is going pretty well, don't, I would say don't hold back right now. Like this is now the time to catapult yourself to the forefront, you know, be seen as a thought leader. If you can share knowledge, good articles, blog posts, even if it's not you producing the content yourself, you know, uh, guys like Barry Habib and Anthony Casa on the mortgage mm -hmm. side of things are, are thought leaders in the industry. They're having conversations and sharing a lot of really good insight. You can just share that and add a couple like pieces of your own commentary and your own thoughts to that. Uh, I mean, right now, I really think is a great opportunity to 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 go out there, put yourself out there, spend more money on ads, more screen time. While there are inevitably people that are cutting back, means that this stuff might be less expensive. It's definitely not going to be more expensive mm -hmm. uh, for the time being. Um, some of these services are actually cutting costs down just to kind of help people out, so they don't just stop doing marketing because obviously there's um, you know that, that that domino effect of everything getting affected by this whole thing is, is, uh, you know, something I think we can all kind of, uh, talk each other off the edge of the, 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 the ledge, I guess you could say of, yeah. of the cliff. So if you can do it and you haven't been affected financially, uh, don't, don't just ride this out. I would say now is the time to, to, uh, really invest and in, in put yourself out there more than ever. Spend more money on ads, do retargeting, you know, do some blog posts, do videos, promote all of that stuff on social um, as much as possible. Okay, so let's talk um, about the relationship between the realtor and the lender. Um, I like Scott's mentality. Um, Scott, Scott Shang with Biowise Mortgage, um, he always says something that um, resonates with a lot of their customer and agent base, and it's that a rising tide lifts all boats. Yeah. Yeah. So, so it's awesome to see uh, one of the cornerstones of, I think, building a successful career is investing in the right relationships. Um, so what's your sort of playbook uh, for that? And one of the products that I think does uh, really well solidifying the sort of agent and realtor relationship is, is uh, HomeBot. Um, I think of tools like that, that, you know, bring that relationship together. But what are, what are your strategies and your thoughts for during a time like this, um, going out and sort of building the right relationships. Yeah. Uh, I'm a fan of HomeBot as well. Definitely. Um, besides that, aligning yourself with people that are like-minded, you know, identifying like who, Hey, who do I actually like working with? Who's a producer? Not just like, Hey, they could send me clients, but we really, I mean, she kind of rubs me the wrong way. She's the lady that's <laughs> calling me at 10 o'clock on Saturday night, yelling at me about some home buyer. She referred to me that wasn't even qualified or what there's, I hear a lot of that kind of stuff. And then, you know, you hear a lot of mortgage people that just kind of grin and bear it. And they're like, Oh man, but she sent me seven deals last year, man. That, you know, I made a pretty, pretty good chunk of change off that. I kind of have to live with, with it. I don't know. I don't think you do. I, you know, it's, it might be hard to just unplug from it, but I think if you're proactively seeking out good referral partners um, yeah. that are like-minded that you like to work with, and then knowing that, Hey, if it's an agent, if you're a loan officer, typically the relationship is such that the realtor's up here. If there's a totem pole, right? The realtor's up here, you're down here, insurance person's somewhere down here, right? <laughs> so as, as the loan officer, you've got a lot of times kind of suck up to the realtor and this and that. If you play your cards right, if you're doing, doing some smart consumer direct marketing, 
you're not just going to be relying on realtors. You're going to be able to get your leads before the realtors get a chance to. Oftentimes that puts you in a position where you're now able to also refer business back out to your realtors. So it's not a one-way street, you know, and the realtors right. always sending you clients. There's definitely an imbalance of power and there kind of should be in that situation. It's like, right. what, what did you do for up? You did a good job on the loan. I sure hope so. <laughs> you, made, you know, you made 40 grand off that, that realtor last year. And don't think that they're not aware of that. They know this kind of right. stuff. So that whole, there's that loyalty issue, which I hear about oftentimes from loan officers that get upset that the, the realtors aren't loyal to them. They've worked so hard at that relationship and I get it. But then I, again, I don't, it's like, what it, you did a good job on loans. And then another loan officer came along, had a shiny object of some sort. You didn't really solidify or cement that relationship with that realtor beyond just doing what you're supposed to be doing. So it's really easy for that realtor to say, okay, yeah, you sound like you probably are pretty good at doing loans. Plus you could help me with this other thing. Right. Hey, I might, I might be open to having a conversation with you because after all, what is, what are these other loan officers I've been working with really bringing to the table for me? So that, that whole thing becomes an opportunity. If you're not on the, uh, if you're not on the defense, if you're on the offense and you're able to approach new realtors with, Hey, I understand you've got loan officers, but my experience is that a lot of loan officers don't really do a whole lot to actually help their realtors with marketing or with, with lead gen. So it becomes an opportunity to kind of speak to some of that stuff. Um, and, and, you know, again, if you're, you're doing the marketing, if you're doing some of what you and, and Scott are doing over at Biowise Mortgage, if you're doing lead gen, if you're doing content creation, if you're running your own Facebook ads, you're not dependent on real estate. Yeah. It makes you such a strong, such a, uh, a stronger referral partner for those realtors too, to not be reliant on them, to not have that weird confidence thing where it's just like the realtor is totally dominating the relationship. It's like, Hey, I think I sent you more clients in March than you sent me. <laughs> right. Right. And it becomes very difficult for another loan officer to come along and kind of disrupt that. Like, right. Hey, send me, a, send me a deal. I've got this cool little like open house flyer thing that I'm going to put together for you. The realtor's says like open house flyer. Scott over at Bywise Mortgage sent me two deals last, last week. I mean, that's <laughs> what you're competing with. Right. That becomes really hard to disrupt. So you can really solidify relationships with your agents by, by doing more marketing, doing more consumer direct, not, not having to rely on your realtors for your deals makes you a better partner for your realtors and gives you an opportunity to go out and pick and choose which realtors you want to work with. Just knowing though, hey, you're going to approach a realtor, any realtor that's worth having a conversation with already has loan officers that they're working with. As long as you can get over that hurdle, which shouldn't be insurmountable, you're good. And I think if you approach that conversation and early on address the fact that, hey, I know you've got loan officers. My, my issue with loan officers, Mr. Realtor, is that they typically don't do anything to actually help you build your business. It's like yep. you refer them clients and they never have anything to return to you. Yep. That by itself, just opening up the conversation that way, instead of kind of pussyfooting around it or sidestepping yep. or hoping that those, those, real, those loan officers they have don't come up, yep. they're going to come up. They're going to already tell you, hey, I've got more LOs than I know what to do with. Yep. So lead with that. Know what your objection is and start the conversation with that. Like, hey, I, I know you've already got loan officers. Here's my, my issue is that loan officers typically do nothing to actually help their realtors. They promise to do a good job on the loan and they actually never refer you anything back your direction. Yep. Immediately, the, I've, I've had this, this, this conversation with too many loan officers that have gone out and used that exact scripting. The, the agent typically just opens right up like, oh man, you're, 
you're telling me to, you know, so it's kind of cool to, to open it up that way and then just sit back, take notes and look for ways you guys can piggyback off each other and add value. Hey, what are you struggling with? What yep. are, what's some of the marketing that's working best for you right now? Are you using a tool like HomeBot? Do you have a system like Lead Pops in place to help you get the most out of your marketing? Where can we kind of right. plug some holes together and do this together and really have a partnership? Yep. No, that's right. Um, I think this applies to sales in, in really any industry. When you're leading with value, it's a lot easier to listen to what you have to say or listen to your pitch than if you're just looking for a handout. Oh. It applies to title, escrow. It applies to everything. You'll, you'll see people's walls come down if, if you lead with value instead of just running around. They respect you more, right? Yep. And there's another saying that I kind of think is relevant. It's uh, something about people don't care how much you know until they know how much you care. It kind of plays a <laughs> yeah. part. It's like, hey, I care not about like, I'm the best loan officer. I've got the best rates. I know my programs yeah. and my guidelines. It's like, hey, I actually care about helping my realtors make some money. Like I, I help, I, I'm in it to help you win. I'm in it to help you get more listings. If I can help you convert more of your buyers into leads, I've got a system in place to do that. I've got, you know, all these things that you can kind of talk about that are differentiators that are there to help them above and beyond. I do a good job on the loan and my customer service is impeccable. That's all like boring stuff. That's very easy <laughs> for them to, to dismiss and say, okay, yeah, I, I, I hear that every single day, you know, get in line. Yeah, no, hundred percent. Well, uh, Andrew, where can we learn more about you guys and, and kind of everything that you're doing? Um, where can we apply your playbook? Everyone should be applying the, the playbook here. Yeah, man. It's, it's 300 pages long. So you, you <laughs> it's, this thing is a beast. I'm not going to lie. Yeah. It's, it's got a lot of good stuff in it. Um, you know, best place to find us and to learn more about us is at leadpops.com. You know, we've got it. We've made it really, really easy for people to either sign up for a free trial, 30 days. Uh, there's also a demo request uh, on there. Uh, we create what's called a digital marketing assessment for you. So we'll ask you of just a few easy questions, helps us prepare for the phone call. But uh, we'll create an assessment for you, give you kind of a scorecard of, of what you look like online, your reputation, your website, all this cool stuff we put together That's to awesome. kind of prepare. So you can request that at leadpops.com. Or if you want, again, free trial, 30 days, you can try it out for 30 days and, and see how it works for you. Appreciate you, man. I like all the work that you guys are doing. So thanks for taking the time with me today. Yeah. Thanks for having me on, Ricardo. All right, man. Thank you for listening to another episode of the Weekly Boost. If you got value out of this episode, do me a favor. Head on over to iTunes to subscribe and leave a review so we can reach more people and change more lives with this content. Oh, and one more thing. Do you want to know how effective your online marketing strategy is? In order to succeed in real estate, you need to learn how to market yourself well. Find out how your marketing strategy stacks up against the competition by visiting ricardobueno.com forward slash audit. Answer a few simple questions and get an instant audio course on how to level up your marketing today. Again, that's ricardobueno.com forward slash A-U-D-I-T. See you next time.